0: and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time, and I'm ready to help you get started. Now, I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love, and each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. I am looking forward to jumping into this episode. We are going to talk about parenting as an entrepreneur about choosing the life we really want and defining what that looks like and how our kids participate in that process, how we create kids that are independent thinkers and entrepreneurial and how we create our life through intention and go after what we really want. So, I can't wait to jump in. Let's get started. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Nellie Hardin. She is a wife, a mom, a dreamer, and a multipreneur to businesses that are born from experience and serve others with big purpose. Coming from a diverse background, including marine science and behavior and family wellness, she decided years ago that living a life designed by purpose and for freedom was how she and her husband, along with her four daughters, wanted to live. Today, she is a family life coach helping others build their own extraordinary story while also building an unshakable foundation for their children to launch into their adult lives with. She believes that a family is filled with creativity, fun, laughter, challenge, adventure, problem solving, hugs, good food, and learning can not only change a person's life, but is the best chance of positively changing the world. Welcome, Nellie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. Absolutely. Well, I love what you do and how you all have been very purposeful in designing the life that you're creating with your family. I align very much because as one of the things we're going to talk about today, besides being an entrepreneur and a mom, is how do we kind of create this, you know, amazing experience and adventure with our families. And I align a lot with that because one of my businesses is very much centered on this same mission and purpose. So I love it and i would love for you first to share with us a little bit about your journey here and what it is you're doing now um goodness so
1: just like everything else i'm 42 so i've had 42 you know years of adventures and things but i guess it really starts off with when i was young my i lost my father when i was really really young i was only a year and a half old and so i really grew up with this carpe diem type mentality right and and he was very young. He was in his early twenties when he passed away. And so I had that and meeting my husband, we dated for a while, got married when we were in our early twenties and went through a lot to have children. And now we had, we had, then we had four and four and a half years, but along the way you kind of, or I did anyway, and we did kind of lost that carpe diem because we went into survival mode, right? Four Mm -hmm. kids in four and a half years. It's just like, are they fed? Did I feed everyone and not just double feed some, you know, or something like that. I have twins in the middle, so um, that can happen. And, and then, you know, is everyone dressed? Did we make it somewhere somewhat ish on time, you know, 20 minutes late meant on time back then. So anyway, you just kind of get into this mentality, but then in 2010, we had a massive wake up call with our family And my husband was, he had been going through some heart problems and he had to have heart surgery in April. And so sitting in a waiting room with four kids that are four and under, not knowing if my, and I was only what, 32 and not knowing if my husband was going to make it or not. That was a very eye-opening experience. And it kind of shook me out of that survivalist mode that we had been in for a while, especially going through his heart problems uh, for the. Two years prior. And then just five weeks after that, one of our daughters was in a drowning accident. And she we I brought her back and CPR and everything. But those two incidences, just five weeks apart, just woke us up. It really woke us up and made us look around and say, okay, time is precious. We always knew that, but now we really, really know that again. Time is so precious. What do we want to do? And it re- it just really was evident that we only have this very certain, you know, very finite amount of time that we get with our kids and that is 6570 days. Uh so the 6570 is what I call it and you know that's our highest impact and highest in- highest influence zone that we have as a family with one another and parents to children mm-hmm. and so we just sat there, my husband and I were like, okay, what do we, you know, we started formulating these plans. What are we going to do within this time? What do we want them to walk away with out of the sixty-five seventy? What do we want to build within this time? And Mm -hmm. what do we want to have on the other side? So it was, it was just an awakening that made us get very purposeful in what we were doing. And it really launched a thousand ships um, that we've had since 2010 and entrepreneurship and family vacations and how we do our day to day family and how we school our family and all the decisions that we did really stemmed from that like five week period
0: really in 2010. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I can see how it takes something for us to kind of snap out of, like you said, you were in survival mode because having so many young kids, I have three sons who are, you know, they're, well, years are older now too, I guess, but mine are older. But you're right when they're all littles, right? It's a lot of work and, you know, it can be very tiring and very demanding, but, you know, I love that your story, you know, the part of it that said, hold on, you know, like we can change what, how we're living this life. Like we can slow down or we can redefine our work. We can redefine, you know, where we live or how we school our kids. And I think it's just so powerful because I think for one, a lot of people right now are questioning right, where they live, how their kids are schooled, what their priorities are, and what it is they really want in life, right, especially through the pandemic, and, you know, just a lot of other things going on in the world. So do you have any advice, first and foremost, for people that, you know, either parents or entrepreneurs, maybe that are, you know, getting near that stage on how do we, how can we shift into making changes like that, you know, if we're considering it, maybe we're not real content with where we're at?
1: Yeah, I would say the first thing that we just started doing was turning inside out. And what I mean by that is something as simple as, uh, so we used to um, live in another state. Now we moved uh, to coastal North Carolina, which is where we went on spring break, our sophomore year of college. So fun. (laughs) But that was part of that too. But my point being that our old house, I looked around our old house and I was like, I don't like any of these decorations. Like why did I buy this? Why did I do this? Because I was told by other people that oh, this is what would look good in here. This is what, you know, should feel good in here and what have you. And so we were living from the outside in. And that went from everything from the frames on our walls to the uh the experiences we were giving our kids, to our family vacations that we were going on and all of the supposed to's, right? And living from the outside in. And so we really just started transforming and living from the inside out and asking ourselves, mm-hmm. wait a second, do I actually want this? Or am I just, do I just think I'm supposed to want this because I've been told to want this, right? Mm-hmm. Is do my kids really have to be in three travel sports and Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and, you know, after school activities and doing three projects at the same time? Like, is this really, or am I just supposed to do this? And that would be step one, is just really starting to turn inward and asking yourself, wait a second, is this what I actually want? Is this my actual dream? Or is this just what I've been told that I should want and have a dream of? And then it really, everything goes from there.
0: Oh, so, so true. And I I love it. And that's obviously one, one of the things we talk about on this podcast a lot is how can we define life on our terms? How can we realize that just because we've been told, oh, you work a job, it's 40 hours a week, you, you know, Monday through Friday, it can look like anything you want, but you have to define what it is you want. You know, if you only want to work three days a week, well, that's fine. Right. Or you only want to work in the mornings, whatever it might be. And, but you have to define it before you can then design that life. Right. And so I love that you took the time, which a lot of people, they just stay so much in their busy, right. In their hustle that they don't make the time right. Or they don't create that space to get quiet and then really reflect on those questions. You know, like, what do we really want? And why are we doing what we're doing? Like is, is the why, because we want, this is really what we want. This is what we're moving towards. Or is it like you said, that's just what society and culture told us as we were growing up. I think that's so good. What about you have stepped out sort of into, you know, this bigger purpose, you're you're building businesses and helping people in ways that you're very passionate about, right? Especially around the family. Would you have any advice for people just about that? Like most people, we all have inklings of ideas, but I think because of safety or fear of stepping out of having a regular paycheck or something, we get stuck. So right. do you have any advice on kind of, how did you make that choice to say, you know what, like I have something to offer and I can do this on my terms, and I can actually create something. Right. It
1: really is just trying a bunch of stuff and getting better at it every time and having the mentality. And so I teach family uh, life, life and leadership coaching and student of leadership. I love leadership. I will say I am a huge introvert. And so people that are and that isn't their their natural tendency to get up in front of people, that's okay. It is not mine whatsoever. Uh And I had to work on it over time in order to step out of my comfort zone. um, Because I do know that nothing ever super productive is going to happen in my comfort zone, except for Netflix and sweatpants. Right. And so, (laughs) and so really just moving out outside and trying something and then growing from it and trying something else and growing from it. And And understanding that failure is still a success. It's just a failure in a different direction, or I'm sorry, a success in a different direction than you expected. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you just move forward from there and we've tried so many things we do. um, I really believe that having family businesses is such a great way for a family to grow together. And we have done nonprofits. We've done fundraising. Um, My kids, like we've, it's so good and I'm so happy, but we've also created like little entrepreneur monsters in some mm-hmm. of our kids, which can be like, mom, I have an idea and I have an idea. And we're like, oh oh my goodness. Okay. Right. And so, um, but at the end we have, that's for them alone, but then we have whole family businesses where all six of us work together. All six of us are on the board. All six of us make decisions together. And so, and we started that in 2018 was our first bigger family business and putting the responsibility and trust and really acknowledging their ideas. Mm -hmm. Even back then, I mean, that was three years ago. So I had an eight-year-old, you know, Mm -hmm. one of them was Mm -hmm. an eight-year-old. And so they can, stand up and know Mm -hmm. that they actually have ideas that are worth something, right? We went to the chamber of commerce and they would speak. We Mm -hmm. wouldn't speak. They would speak, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just really trying things and seeing what works and developing and and failing and failing again and keep going and and accomplishing things. So just try things. That would be my biggest thing. Just start. The best place
0: to start is to start. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have three things there, actually, to to kind of piggyback on, I guess. The first is you are not wrong. Eight-year-olds, even five-year-olds and six-year-olds have big ideas and big opinions. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think that's fantastic that you're doing that with your children. But then I'd also say about the starting something, you know, two things is I think a lot of us think we really do have to have the whole path figured out. We have to figure out how to get across the river and all the stepping stones have to be there, right? We have to see them before we'll go. So we don't always want to have the faith to step to that first epic zone to be like, okay, I'll figure it out from here. You know, but we really only need to know that next step or action. And the other thing is, I think a lot of us get stuck in the planning or the ideation or keep working on the idea before we actually put something into the world. The problem with that is it takes actual action. And then it takes other people for any idea to become a business. And so I would just encourage those people that are, have an idea, but they're not sure how to start. You just have to do something small, right? right? And I'm sure you've done this a lot of times. Like you said, you've iterated, you've done new things. You know, I have a friend that started a food truck and he was actually he had a lawn care business prior to that. I remember the Christmas prior to that, or maybe it was two Christmases prior, he put, put on Facebook to his social circles, hey, I'm offering these baked goods for corporate gifts it's not that his food truck ended up being those foods. It's that he loved food and he was just kind of testing his passion out. Mm -hmm. So once again, it wasn't even directly, but it probably started giving him confidence and he was getting feedback about his, his food, even if it wasn't exactly what he was going to sell on the food truck, but things like that, right. Start making that little first piece of jewelry, whether you're a, a, you know, a teen or whether you're a, an adult person. So I think, like you said, you know, it's, it's taking the action and just starting. you know, it's not waiting you know, I think that's so good.
1: And making sure you're surrounding yourself with people that can encourage you Mm -hmm. and keep you going, keep you accountable. And also people that have done it already. I mean, that's so great to surround yourself with, you know, like, I'm really trying this, oh, I'm having a bad day, but that's okay. So Because so and so they went through this, too. So I know it's part of the journey. It's not the end of the journey. Mm -hmm. And so reading books and um, YouTube has literally everything on it. (laughs) Right. And so you can find any story on there. And just really diving in and surrounding yourself with, even if they don't know you're there, some of my greatest mentors are authors that have no idea who Nellie Harden is, but I know who they are. Right. And so finding those people that can encourage you
0: even yep. when you're having a hard day. 100% agree. And, you know, that's a really good point. One, it is about, you know, being surrounded with people that, you know, keep pushing us, elevate us, we can learn from. But then the other point, you know, that you were kind of referencing is what things inspire us, you know, to keep moving forward, to keep trying to step out of our comfort zone. So I love, you know, I love that you shared that. So let me ask you this. Obviously, you're a mom, you know, and an entrepreneur and same here. But would you have any advice for moms that are trying to, you know, juggle all those duties and responsibilities? Yeah, I I just
1: really recommend looking at your time because there's so much hidden time within our time. And I am one to say back when I owned one business, I had just as much free time as I do when I own four. And so, and it really is because I'm just wasting less time now than I was Mm -hmm. then. Uh And so uh, one of the things I work on uh, with my clients too, and teaching leadership is having that control of your time and being Mm -hmm. You know, you're saying what you're doing uh, for your time and not the other way around. But, you know, really just mapping out, take a day or two days and just look and say, what was I actually doing during this time? Mm -hmm. Now, I think time that you're spending with your family, just sitting, listening, talking, that is golden. But if you're by yourself and you're in the the scroll hole of social media, which (laughs) happens so often, right? Or you're on your third Netflix uh, romance, you know, like rom-com or what right. have you. And you're like, uh, oh, wait a second. There are so many people out there that mm-hmm. feel, legitimately feel that they are completely time strapped, mm-hmm. but they have so much time in their day that they can just allocate somewhere else. So that would be yeah. for sure a, a great first step is to really look at your time. You know, some, some people do like a food diary. When they're yes. getting ready to, to talk with a coach or or something, do a time diary and really talk about, okay, like minute to minute, what did you do with your time that day? Mm-hmm. And did it serve, did it align with what
0: you ultimately want to be doing? hundred percent agree. And, you know, I, I talk to people all the time and, about this and one of the things too that some people don't do, especially often it's the people that say they're the busiest and, Their hours are crazy and they never have a second, even for themselves. They don't schedule in their time with their family, time to care for themselves. But you know, each week or month, you really have to look at your schedule and put those things into your calendar. You know, it could be that you know your cutoff time from work. It could be that you know on Fridays you're gonna take two hours so you can go do whatever it is you need to do to, you know, have a little, you know, um, quiet time, space, whatever it is. But I think it's important that people, much like you just said don't let your schedule control you. You are in control of your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And you're yeah. so right about the, the time that we, the creep, right? Like, oh, wait, why from 7 PM to 11 was I watching Netflix five nights this week? Like, cause you think, <laughs> oh, I'm tired, but you're like, but is that habit serving you for what you're trying to do? Whatever that might be. Yeah. 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 It
1: really, it, you know, time is a funny thing anyway. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's not, it's not just linear, we're taught, you know, how linear it is, but we've all experienced it, there's some times that seem to go by really fast. And there's mm-hmm. some time that seems to go by really slow. And really just understanding how am I actually going to use this to benefit where I want to go. And mm-hmm. not only for us, but then also honoring our kids and teaching them how to do that. Because if I would have known so much earlier in my life, right, how to honor my time, and it's so precious. How right. how can I honor it then? I would have been on a different projection earlier. I mean, I'm I'm so glad I am where I am in my life, all the hard and the great that's happened. Mm-hmm. But that aside, teaching, teaching parents and then teaching the family so we can then launch them into having success wider, bigger, earlier than we did. Yeah. They can live out their purpose.
0: Mm, I love it. So let me ask you, working with families uh, in the way that you do, what would you say maybe is one of the bigger challenges that they've been dealing with lately and sort of maybe a piece of advice you have for maybe that that big challenge or roadblock that's in their way?
1: Well, ironically, I would say time is one of the biggest things. And weirdly enough, or ironically Mm -hmm. enough, we were given, because of the pandemic, we were given so much time, dump Mm -hmm. trucks of time. And then it was then all hustled together. And it was like, well, now you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And so, uh, you know, school, you have to try and, you know, do ballet online, and you have to, you know, do all of these things. So what, you know, soccer online, that was that was a thing. It's like, how does that even work? You know? (laughs) Um, And now we're, you know, we all know, we're like seesawing back and forth from more and less normalcy. Um, But I would say that just dropping the power struggles is one of the best things that you can do. So Mm -hmm. when families, especially families that were not used to being together so often, you know, Uh in our family, my husband and I work from home and I homeschool. And so we were used to all being together all the time before this, but many, many, many families were not. And so when this first started, I had a lot of uh, families reaching out, discussing these things. How can we... Like we have too much time now and all we're doing is arguing. And it's because you don't, you, you don't know how to relate to each other in the everyday, every day, right. every single moment day to day.
0: Yeah.
1: And then there's the frustrations and the sadness with the upended schedules and things. But if there is a power struggle happening, mm-hmm. us as their leaders, their parents, their guides during the sixty-five seventy, you know, we can teach them, wait a second, hold on. Why am I actually like, why are we doing this power struggle right now? If it's coming from you as a parent, chances are it's not coming from your kid. It's coming from the fact that something else is happening and they're just agitating a button that's already been pushed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can ask yourself, wait a second. I'm actually really mad because I don't know, Nancy at work was being super weird on Zoom and I didn't get to present my thing. And now you're doing this thing. And so I'm sorry. Um, and the other way around, just really asking them, so I understand that you're not happy right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I like to say, you know, in a power struggle, it's like a tug of war. I like to say, drop the rope and pull up a chair. So just drop the rope, pull up a chair, ask questions, and wait for the answer. Yeah, And if you do that and you give them the space and the respect and the this um, room in order to actually hear them out, and care about their answer, then they're going to learn to do that to a sibling. They're going to learn to do that to their future spouse and their future kids. So yeah, just drop the rope
0: Mm. and pull up a chair and just listen, see what they have to say. Oh, I love that. And that's such a good uh, one, you know, piece of advice. And then two example, because I think we do right, we take our troubles from the day or our baggage into our next conversation or into our next you know the relationship and so like you said we do need to kind of also pause and reflect back like like you said am I already having kind of a stressful not great day and I'm now bringing that into my next conversation with my family member my spouse my kids and so it is important you know to kind of check ourselves a bit and then like you said Mm -hmm. then truly ask you know what's going on with me or in in the context of if it's your child, what's going on with them, you know, and, and really asking, I love that. So good. So mm-hmm. then the next thing I would ask you is, with this whole pandemic, right? There's been lice isolation and loneliness. Families feeling disconnected, even when they're in the same homes, right? Because let's be honest, we're all on our. Many people are on their electronics too much. We're in separate rooms. I have teenagers and a college, you know, somebody in college. So it's, it is hard, right? They don't necessarily want to hang out with mom all the time as boys. I have boys. So teenage (laughs) boys are men, but what things would you recommend people do to try to encourage us getting connected and finding more hope and purpose and adventure, even during this kind of crazy time?
1: Yeah. My first thing I would say is to change the scenery, like get out of the house, even during the pandemic just change the scenery and because the same four walls are going to drive you insane and you're even though you're not wanting to you're going to start repeating patterns because you're going to be like I was really annoyed when I was in this room before so all of a sudden I'm really annoyed again right Right. and so just change the scenery and Mm -hmm. for something I recommend is at least once a day and I mean, let's be honest, world is busy and everything. So once a day is pretty good of having one time, whether that is dinner, whether that is everyone sitting down before bed or whatever that is for us and our family, we go on a walk, a mile and a half walk every day at six o'clock. And so we've had our days, we've been, you know, we all live in the same house, but we're all in six different directions. And so we all come together at six o'clock and we take the dogs for a walk and we just talk. We're like, Oh, how was your day? What happened? And Oh, did that happen? Catching up with each other every Mm -hmm. single day. And so that you can do on a daily basis. Maybe you just go out and on your back patio and sit down right. and talk. Maybe you go for a walk. I am I am a huge fan of you know move your body, move your mind. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, just moving would be great. And then every once in a while, literally drive somewhere and go. Maybe you rent an RV or have an RV. Um. If if we're still pandemic um. <laughs> or you go on a small vacation. It doesn't have to be you know big. Right. We just went on this 48 hours away and we let the kids plan it and it was so great and we in 48 hours we did we somehow did like 48 things <laughs> and uh and yeah. including sleeping in so it wasn't even you know our <laughs> sleep wasn't impeded but it was just great and every time you go away and you have those breaths you remember you're like wait a second these are the people i love most and that love me most I am not angry with them. I am leaving all of this stuff behind me. Mm -hmm. And I am just going to go and focus on who is important and the relationships that are important, because those people that you're leaving back all of the zoom calls and everything, they're not gonna, you know, come and see you at Christmas in 30 years, but your (laughs) kids are and So work on those relationships for sure. But get away, change your environment.
0: Absolutely. Yep. I love it. And yeah, that's kind of been the trend, right? Since COVID happened is people are still going places, a lot of people, but they're just doing it, a lot of them. I mean, more people are flying now, but they're just, they're driving in their car, right? Or whatever it might be. Or like you said, we do have a camper, so we we will do camping as well. But that's what people are doing. They're just staying closer to home, right? You know, now maybe going further out, but we can still get away. We can still get out, you know? So I love that. What about, are there any cool family activities you do or epic adventures you've taken with your kids that you feel like just kind of encourages you know the creative problem solving being into you know independent but of course still being um, generous and creative and curious yeah I would just
1: say like I was um, saying recently and I say this because we just came back two days ago from this Uh most recent one is giving your kids freedom to plan something it doesn't matter how old they are you know if they right. can get online, they can plan something and you can help them out, but just letting them see, see what they come up with. I mean, you have right. no idea in mm-hmm. one day we went on go-karts and roller skating and laser tag, which I had never done laser tag before. And now I love it. Um, (laughs) so laser tag and we did, uh, we went out to eat and we did an escape room and we went and fed fish and did all these fun things all within a 24 hour period right Mm -hmm. there. And so you just never know what they're, what they'll come up with, but Even in those walks that I would talked about, or anytime you go outside, just ask questions, right? We don't have to go to Google for everything. In fact, the (laughs) more we can think, the better. Like, hey, you know, hey, buddy, so why do you think that looks like that? Why do you think that's created like that? You know, why do you think so and so reacted like this talking about humanity and human problems that are happening or human challenges, Uh, maybe set with a friend, and you can talk to them and be like, well, I wonder why they were so upset, because, you know, your kid is focused on this person was so mean to me. And just shift that focus and be like, well, I wonder why they were having such a bad day. You know, Mm -hmm. I wonder Mm -hmm. if something happened at school or something. So just always asking questions. I think questions are one of the most powerful things that we can do with our kids is ask them questions
0: and wait for answers. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, we, as our kids were younger, especially, but you know, we would, if we were in Florida, we'd take them to go shark teeth hunting or, you know, someone bought us a metal detector. We probably would never have bought that, but it's like we were on the beach looking for you know adventure or treasure. But it's yeah. like they'll remember those things. And I was just, I think on the podcast today that released, I shared a quote. Well, I know what the, I know what book it's from. I know the author, Mark Batterson. He was sharing a story about a different uh, person or author, but the story was basically that this this young boy at the time he he was asleep, and his dad basically woke him up at night and carried him down to the beach, and he basically sat there and laid there and watched like. A whole night sky of shooting star- stars go by. Oh. And then, as he's talking about his his lifetime, this this author, he explains that the memories he remembers most right is the shooting star night, riding a caboose and some other cool adventure. But he's like, it's those it's not even the planned things, right? The cool, fun things we do. It's those impromptu moments where, you know, you're telling your kid like, you're important. And there's this epic adventure. And like you said, just be curious and be open to seeing these things. And so I think it is, it's so important. And I think all families and parents need that little nudge, like to be reminded, you know, to step out of our routine and to kind of look for these opportunities, these, these epic moments, these magic moments.
1: Absolutely. It it really is those outliers that they remember. And when you said that, it reminded me of this, one time that my kids bring up all the time and there was uh-huh. supposed to be this meteor shower. And so we all took blankets. It was in the middle of the winter and we uh-huh. laid in the middle of the street yeah. out in the, uh, and, and we looked like six burritos that were lined yeah. up on the street all in blankets. And they remember that. And, um, can we go lay like burritos in the street again? Mom? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> and um but yeah having as many of those outlier moments and mm-hmm. you know I really do think about it like a herd you know and mm-hmm. um we get in this herd mentality and uh-huh. you you know we've all seen those big uh you know cowboy texas you know uh pictures of these huge herds of cattle that are thousands and thousands deep right and there's like what 10 cowboys going around mm-hmm. in order to control these uh, and telling them where to go And we as humans, we're not meant to live that way, but we have sort of become that way over time. And so when I say in 2010, we woke up, that is what I picture. I'm going along in the herd, you know, doing what everyone is telling me to do Mm -hmm. and living the supposed to's. And then I, I woke up. And so when we can do that and wake up and have those outlier experiences, whether it's something small or big, those are going to be what our, our kids remember.
0: Oh, hundred percent. And one of uh well, an author I really enjoy, um Bob Goff. I don't know if you read his books, but you know, I don't remember if it's in um Dream Big or which book, but he talks about his he takes his kids, I mean they're grown now. He would take them on twelve year twelve year old adventures. And mm-hmm. they could pick anything. And not that everybody, you know, can maybe has the means to do that. You know, I think one went to you know, some epic national park, you know, for a hike, but I think maybe his daughter was wanting to go to Paris or something. Well, you know, it's not like we're saying everyone should be able to go and afford that, but we can all do small things that much like you just let your kids help plan that 48 hour trip, let them have, you know, what, it, what is it they want? What are their ideas? What, what do they dream of? And then how can we make maybe small versions of that possible? You know, yeah. I think it's so important and I love oh, that. Yeah. 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 So let me, So let me ask you this, what um, would you say is sort of your philosophy towards parenting or life that you think, you know, might have a little kernel in it that other people can kind of learn from as far as like, when we're looking at this adventure uh, of parenting that we're experiencing with our kids?
1: Yeah, I would say my biggest thing is just be intentional. Like Mm -hmm. uh, we go along and we are just parenting. And I hear so many parents complaining about their kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And I hear so many kids complaining about their parents and it, it makes me sad. I'm not saying that my kids have never complained about me. I'm sure they have. Right. And, and, um, but there's always going to be some strife. I mean, we are human after all. And whenever you live with someone and have a relationship with someone, there's always going to be something, you know, back and forth. Right. But when, You can work on that relationship by setting goals for what you want that to be and making them known. So even if it doesn't matter if your kid is two months or two years or 12 or, you know, going to be 17 or or 18 or what have you, you can say, you know what, by the time we are done with this very close time that we have together in this parenthood, childhood dance that we're doing, because parents are learning how to be parents as Mm -hmm. kids are learning how to be adults, right? Young adults. Right. And so it's this, it's this learning and teaching dance that we do. Mm-hmm. And if you can set goals for the end of that and say, what do I want them to walk away from? Mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, walk away with at the end of this, and then set up a map in order to make that happen. So if they are young, and you say, you know, I really want integrity to be something that they walk away with this, um, from this experience with, then you can be very intentional in what you're doing along the way to make sure that you are discussing integrity with them, that you are upholding your own integrity, right? Because we're their mirror, They, they mirror us. And so upholding your own integrity, and teaching them about integrity along the way, maybe it's, uh, being brave. Maybe it is academics. Maybe it is uh, some athletic uh, discipline that they need to do. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. discipline is always going to be a part of that because discipline is the precursor to leadership. Yeah. And if you can, it it doesn't matter if people are going to lead the world or lead a companies or lead you know non for profits or their family or you know, a group or just themselves, they need to be able to at least lead themselves. And that will always have a precursor of discipline to it. And so just really being very purposeful along the way, make a goal and then work toward the goal.
0: Yeah, I love that. So what what is there any um, resource or advice you'd give to parents, you know, and or entrepreneurs that are parents, just uh, to leave them with like any last thing that maybe we didn't cover yet that you just think like, Oh, I kind of wanted to mention this point.
1: Goodness. Yeah. So I would say to uh, adding on, I guess to what I was just saying is really investing uh, yourself into discipline, consequence discipline, right? Which we all live in. We've all heard about over Mm -hmm. and over the grounding, the yelling, whatever, to growth discipline, right? So we need to make that shift down the discipline spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, So when your kids are first born, you're in uh, parenting-led discipline, right? You give them an objective, you Mm -hmm. walk through the action with them, and then you celebrate with them at the end. But by the time that they leave home, you want them to be able to uh, notice a problem, see that a problem is happening or a challenge, develop a plan in order to Mm -hmm. walk through that action, and then celebrate on the other side of that, right? And so we need to keep moving through this spectrum Right, And that would be the biggest thing. I have a, um, I have a uh, resource called the Discipline Hacker that is available on my website. I really love it. And it's just a great way to help these families move through the discipline spectrum yeah. and make sure they're always, you know, going that next step further. But yeah, that's what I would say. Just really be very conscientious about, wait a second, am I just angry and sending them th- to their room because I don't want to be around them right now? Right. Or am I sending them to their room because they need some time to think and settle down and then we're going to have a real conversation. Right. Those are two very different things.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think that's a great idea to share. And I love that you have that resource. That's amazing will you let us know how can people connect with you online and find more out about your the six um, 6570 family project podcast and platform and everything else that you are doing right now
1: Yeah everything is on my website so that's just nellyharden.com n e l l i e some uh, a lot of people like to spell it with y i've gotten it in my whole life but um, yeah. i e and then H-A-R-D-E-N. So, um, but then I'm on Instagram at Nellie Harden and uh, Facebook Nellie.harden. And yeah, I would love to hear from anyone and just drop me a line. Let me know um, that you heard this and any questions that I can um, help you walk through and helping you uh, develop discipline, growth discipline and leadership in your family.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. I love what you're doing, Nellie. I think it's it's always needed, but I think even more so in the last couple of years, and I think uh, what the future is going to hold for the next couple of years, probably, I think all mm-hmm. of us could use more support as parents. And as we are, like you said, walking through that journey, trying to raise, you know, our children into, you know, amazing and um, good humans and citizens. So I love it. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was a great conversation. Absolutely loved the conversation with Nellie today. I think it's an important one for so many of us because one thing that we're all going through collectively is asking ourselves the questions like, is this what I really want? Am I chasing after a dream that isn't mine? Am I chasing after a dream that's what society told me since I was young I should chase? But maybe your dream looks different than what you know, you've been told the American dream looks like. Maybe you want to homeschool your children, but you're, you aren't. Maybe you want to buy a farm, but you haven't. Whatever your dream looks like when you get quiet and you really think about it, my question to you is what's holding you back from building that life? And I would also say that I want to remind all of us It's important that we step into the things we want that we create with intention, the life we want, and the relationships we want, especially with our children, because they're watching. And if we live our lives, you know, until their adulthood and we're settling or we're not going after our biggest dreams, we're not challenging ourselves and going after everything that's possible for us, what message are we sending to our children? So I would just remind you stop waiting and start living the life you really want, not someone else wants, not your parents, not your friends, not your acquaintances, what life you really want, and start making the changes to make it happen. I feel like now more than ever, after us all having to live through everything that's come from this pandemic, it's very clear to me that we do have choices. We can define life on our terms. And truthfully, If we don't, we're doing a disservice to ourselves and all the people waiting for us to serve and change the trajectory of our life. So here's to really knowing what you want and going after it. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. And I also wanted to let you know if you have been having ideas swirling around your head about what can you start, how can you bring in extra money, then I would love for you to check out the site and learn a little bit more about a program I'm launching called Launch Your Creative Side Hustle, which will start November 1st. So if this is of interest to you, I would love for you to check it out. We are going to help you figure out your your focus. We're going to help you get those first steps started, get your first sale and get going so that you can start bringing in more money, just go to kristenfitch.com slash side hustle to learn more. And for people that sign up between now and November 1st, I'm giving away several extra bonus episodes, as well as having a couple surprise guest speakers and lots of other goodies. So if you want all those extras, check it out now and get signed up. I cannot wait to get started and work with you. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.